It's time to talk fantasy football. It's time to let them know. Where you let us crunch the numbers while you crush the competition. So grab your playbooks and crack a cold one. Because here's your hosts, Teak and Bainey. Welcome! Yeah! Week 10. Talking starts. We got a mailbag for you. I think week 10, guys, I, I feel like our, well, at least mine anyway, the starts and sits for me have been starts and starts 2.0. I'm turning that around this week. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it. I'm going a perfect, what is it, four out of four? I'm going I like it. Four I like Call it. your shot. Call your shot. I like it. So I need, some, I need some redemption here. It's 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 getting out of fucking hand. I know <laughs> we're the bets are kind of the same. You t- we talked about last episode the Houston bet bad. You got me fired up. So before we get into the starts, and I don't even care how you guys are feeling because we're gonna get right into it with the mailbag. Hey guys, my name's Brandon. Uh, first time, long time, as they say. Uh, I do have a question about the second half. Which secondary receiver is going to have a bigger second half? T. Higgins or Jaden Waddle? Uh, I clearly am a little biased when it comes to this question. Um, I know it's come up in a few conversations that I've had. Um, T. Higgins is starting to come on. Waddle with the knee injury. Uh, you know, we don't know about Chase. He's day to day as well. But I'm just interested, which wide receiver is going to have the bigger second half? Are the Bengals going to get back on track? Can the Dolphins ever beat a team over 500? I don't know, but I'd love to hear your guys' take. Uh, Thank you so much for taking my video, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right, guys, you heard the video. Uh, One of you wants to start, and I'll, I'll wrap us up on that. I'll, I'll take I'll take it off. First. Baby, I'm on I'm on top now. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you take it. I'll let you take it. You got to point up though. Yeah. Um. So I think it's gonna be T Higgins. Um. If you asked me at the beginning of the year, I would have thought it would have been Waddle, hands down. However, it just seems like if the ball isn't going to Hill in that Dolphins offense, it just looks weird. It just looks like something's not working. I don't understand it. I don't know if Waddle's maybe worse than everybody's thinking it seems like it's being dinged up every single week um and i think higgins is finally healthy i think the ribs were an issue i think they're finally good and i also think joe is fully back like i think we finally have joe burr and he's here so that's what i'm thinking i think that um i also think since he has to keep the foot on the gas the rest of the year meaning that it's going to take a lot of Joe Burrow. It's going to take a lot of those receivers in order for them to possibly make it into the playoffs. That whole division right now, it's crazy. I can't believe how competitive the AFC North is right now. Um, Dolphins might get into an opportunity where they can kind of skate in in that division. I don't know. Um, That's how I feel about it, and I'll take it a step further. I think if you look overall secondary receivers – I think Devontae Smith has the best second half of the season the rest of the year. That's my opinion. Badge. I like it. I like it, Bainey. So, good question, Brandon. Um, 
I mean, it's it's like T. Higgins and Waddle just swapped places. Higgins is healthy. Now Waddle's hurt. You can see every time he catches the ball, gets tackled, he gets up. It's it, Watching his face wincing in pain, he, he's not 100%. Um, now Higgins is back. He's looking like the guy we thought he was. Um, he's playing for a contract. I don't think the Bengals are going to re-sign him, so this guy's going to be finishing strong. I think he's going to be – fortunately, with Waddle's health, I think Higgins is the play here. Um, if Waddle can get uh, back to 100%, I mean, I do like Waddle with that offense. Um, as far as, but the answer to your question, Higgins is the way to go right now. Um, and about the Dolphins uh, beating a 500 contender or a 500 team, they have to if they want to be mentioned in the contender process here. They got to do it. They got to win the big game. I mean, the teams they beat below 500, subpar, they lose the big game. So they got some games coming up. I think they got to make a statement if they want to be mentioned in the contender. So that's my opinion on all that, but Higgins is the way to go out of those two. I think what would be your guys' answer if they're both healthy? I'm kind of curious. If both healthy, I think I would take I would take Waddle. Like I said at the beginning of the year when Everybody's healthy. We don't know anything about anything. I thought Waddle was going to outright smash him the entire season just because I just think he's been a more consistent receiver. Yeah, to me, both healthy. I think they're close, but based on Waddle's numbers last year, those were phenomenal. I think you got to take Waddle, both healthy. Um, Assuming this offense keeps clicking and yeah, Waddle, it's close though. So my, my answer is also T Higgins, but I'm glad you answered that. Uh, if both were help, healthy, I would definitely pick Waddle. They don't play a 500 team until the last three games of the season. They got a bye week 10, Vegas, Jets, Washington, Tennessee, Jets. Uh, so they should win those games, how they're rolling right now. Um, but T Higgins just – is coming on, like you guys said. Um, the Waddle thing's concerning, man. Just watching him last game, the whole knee thing, I it's it's scaring me in a couple leagues because I have so many shares of Waddle that it's starting to concern me and maybe is actually thinking about me moving him fantasy-wise. So that's why I'm going to go T. Higgins. He's just going to hit that. He's hitting that stride at the right time. Yeah, and he's, he's playing for that contract, too. I mean, Waddle, every time he gets off the ground, he's wincing in pain, it seems like. He's not 100% clearly. I don't think he's playing necessarily for a contract in Cincy. I think he's playing for a contract somewhere, somewhere else. else. Oh, yeah, I don't think he's so, going to go back to Cincy. He might go to Philly. Who knows? They sign everybody. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I just don't understand that either. How, how you guys have so much room. But moving on here. We're going straight to the starts. We're going to go backwards this time, boys. Ooh. We're going to start with the tight end position. Oh, oh wow. Threw me for a loopy. You might have to fluffle some some uh, papers over there. <laughs> see what you got going. But, yeah. And Badge, why don't you start us off? Wow. And just Ooh-wee. so you know, Teak did not tell us this. So I will be honored to start us off. 
the show, Teak, I am on top of things. So my stardom of the week, I'm going Dalton Schultz against Cincy. Um, CJ is coming alive. I mean, he's given everybody the ball, especially Schultz. I mean, I have to roll with the hot hand. Schultz caught 10 out of 11 targets, 130 yards in a touchdown. I mean, that's a huge day for a tight end. So that's a ginormous day for a tight end. Now coming against this matchup against Cincy. Cincy is not very good at defending the tight end position. That's enough. I'm going to continue to roll with him, CJ, and Schultz. I'm starting Dalton Schultz against the Cincinnati Bengals. Baney? Badge, I had somebody ask me on TikTok literally three hours ago if they should start Schultz or somebody else this week. I told him the exact same thing. Since he's given up way too many yards and opportunities to tight ends this year, Schultz is an absolute lock. You nailed it. There's nothing really else to say. CJ Stroud is wheeling and dealing. And a lot of people were uh, kind of up on Schultz at the beginning of the year, and I think he didn't really do enough to keep that mojo. But now I now he's hitting. It's, it's, it's a must-start this week for Schultz, for sure. I agree with you because Dalton Schultz is also my start this week at the tight end position. Bears give up the most to the tight end position. Last week, he's coming off a huge game with 11 targets there. Uh, Bears. I don't know why I said Bears. Been drinking a little too much since he. Yeah, I uh, checked my notes. Yeah, this offense is finally feeling good. You saw CJ Straub perform, um, making records there, and I'm not sold on this Cincy defense as well right now. So I like to start as well. I'm on boat with that. I like it. I'm excited for this game too. Who's next, Teak? You got us in a circus. Now we we don't know what to do. I it's am Baney. You, bud. Baney, you're All below right. me. We, we right. both got Schultz, bud. All right, fine, fine. All right. So I think there's three tight ends that are absolute locks. You guys hit that one. I'm going to pick tight end number two then, and it's Johnu Smith this week. Um, I just – I cannot believe it how somebody who kind of was like a big-name tight end for a while, fell off for a long time, is just now back into relevancy. And on a team that isn't really known for wheeling the ball around um, – However, he's seen a massive target share. He's had some major spike weeks, and they're creatively using him in the red zone, which it hasn't worked out so far. However, I don't think that they're going to stop doing it. Um, we saw it this week. Uh, a report came out that Bijan has been used for one time in the red zone. One time. They're handing the ball off to Jonu in the backfield in the red zone. They're letting him throw passes. I don't know if they're smoking on that Taysom Hill pack. They're trying to get him oh, used, but uh, hey, I, I th- <laughs> <laughs> uh, <that's, laughs> seriously uh, in in Heineke there. I think it's just even a more reason to double down. Um, even Pitts had a good week last week. Drake London situation still up in the air. Don't know what's going on there. I love Johnny Smith this week. And the third tight end was going to be Taysom Hill, but we're not going to get into all of that stuff. So, Jonu Smith, I think he smashes this week. Yeah, I mean, I was last week I was not expecting Jonu Smith to have uh, the yardage, 100 yards, six targets. I thought it was going to be a Pitts in London, Dave. Obviously, London didn't play, but so I switched him out for Mac Hollins. But, um, yeah, I was not expecting it. He seems to be – Establishing a relationship with uh, Heineke here. I mean, 
Heineke brings a different element, I think, than Ritter does. Um, he can sling the ball a little better, I think. He looks a lot more comfortable. Um, yeah, Jonu Smith definitely will be on my targets from here on out um, in DFS lineups, especially FanDuel. FanDuel! Give us a sponsorship. Come on, man. I'm going to ask every week. Give it to us. Last week, Jonu Smith was probably a winner for a lot of lineups, so shouting you out. He was in my lineups. Yep, he was in my lineup for DFS. That's huge. So shout out to Jonu Smith for performing like he did. I was not expecting that. Um, And give Pitts the ball a little bit. But, yeah, Benny. So I like it as well because he is Arthur Smith's tight end one. I don't care who doesn't believe it. Arthur Smith (laughs) doesn't care either. He loves Jonu from his years in Tennessee. Um, I I believe it's on our – Beanie, one of our early episodes, we were talking about uh, transactions and where pe- players were moving. And I said, I was like, don't sleep on Jono. I didn't think we were sleeping this much on Jono. <laughs> uh, he had a huge game, five catches, 100 yards, and a TD, and a bruised uh, tailbone as well. A nice so, TD, if, that I, if I may add. I mean, that was a long run. Yeah, it was like a 60-yarder, I think. So that's most of his yardage right there. But, yeah. I like to start as well because he is the tight end one there in Atlanta right now. But moving on here to the wide receiver badge. Well, you, again, you, you threw us for a loop here because I had this going in from the uh, normal order. But so my start on wide receiver is going to be DK Metcalf. So here's why. I mean, I know Gino has a lot of weapons. Um, DK only having one reception last week. But it was a, for a big gain. I think it, he's going to get him back on track. I think he's going to be asking for the ball. This commander defense gives up big home run plays to wide receivers. I expect DK to have 80 yards and a touchdown and probably four or five receptions. So for that being said, against this matchup, I like DK. I mean, I know they got the big three. It could probably go either one. I think, like I said and mentioned, one reception last week for a big play. I think he's going to hone in on him starting DK. Bainey? Yeah. I mean, you saw what A.J. Brown did to this defense two, uh, two times. The Eagles have played them. They struggle with big body receivers that are explosive. Last I checked, DK checks all those boxes. Um, I think, like you said, one reception, very limited last week. Um, I cannot see a reason why he wouldn't smash this week. I think uh, the Seahawks also know they have to capitalize on these weeks while they can because they have a tough slate ahead of them. So, I think this is a good start for them. And it's at home, too. I want to add that. Yeah, I think it's a good start. I got the other end of the spectrum here. I got Tyler Lockett. So I'm on the same board as you here. Uh, Commander's secondary is terrible. I pair that with Lockett. That gives the, gets the most targets wide uh, receiver-wise on this team. Um, just based off averages, too. Uh, targeted about seven times a game on average, and he averaged about 50 receiving yards per game. So you mix that in with the TD, it's a good fantasy day. So I'm predicting, depending on if he gets that TD or not, he's, in my eyes, projected 10 to 16 fantasy points, which I think is good for Lockett being a wide receiver too on that team. Absolutely. Bane, you want to touch on that? No, he's exactly right. It's a, <laughs> yeah. I guess it's self-explanatory as far as PPR stuff goes. Like it's 
I, I think Gino could potentially have 300 yards passing this week. And I know uh, JSN kind of has emerged these last, I think, two straight weeks of double-digit fantasy points. I don't think that that's going to dip into Lockett or DK's production this week. I just think the secondary is that bad. Um, they seem to not know what they're doing with Kenneth Walker all of a sudden. Charbonnet starting to dip into his snaps. So I, I think that, like I said, they need to get these, they need to get this win while they can. And I think it's going to be on the wide receivers. So I think you guys both nailed it with both of these guys being fantasy viable this week. Yeah, that, that big three and to me too, being embarrassed in Baltimore. I mean, now Washington travels to the West coast. I mean, I think they're, all three of them could have a big day with the big three. So, yeah, love the start. Anyone could have it at any time. But, Benny, who's your wide receiver here? Uh, we touched on it in the mailbag. Um, I'm going T. Higgins this week, and I'll double down and call my shot. I think he actually smashes this week. Um, I know Chase is kind of in jeopardy, kind of sore at the back. I don't, I mean, I think he'll play. Obviously, we record on Tuesdays, so this news can change before kickoff. Um, but yeah, T looks healthy. The ribs look like they're no longer an issue. And if anybody's had a rib injury before, you know how sensitive that is. I don't think going across the middle and getting sniped by linebackers or safeties is something that anybody would enjoy. So I, I think it's been limiting him. I think that Joe Burrow's fully back. I think Higgins is back. And like we talked about, uh, contract stuff looming. He needs to get his numbers too. Um, he's had, I think, two weeks of 20-plus fantasy points when he's produced. I think that that's in the cards this week and potentially more if Chase doesn't play. So if Chase doesn't play, absolute smash this week. If he does play, I still think he could possibly see more targets and Chase possibly play kind of second role this week. So that's my play this week is T. Higgins. Yeah, hey, I, I don't hate it. I, I love it. Um, T. Higgins coming in now, he had 21 points with without a touchdown. I mean, the guy looks healthy. He's playing to get paid by somebody, whether it's the Bengals or not. He's healthy. He's playing with fire. Love the matchup against Houston. I mean, that, that last game was an absolute shootout. That's good for us fantasy owners. Good enough for me to start him. I would do T. Higgins as well. So I'll let Teak let us know. I actually think it's going to hinder him if Chase doesn't play. I, I'm on that side of it. Uh, I just think Chase takes off a lot of pressure off of Higgins for him to work the field. Um if Chase doesn't play, I think it's going to be a Joe Mixon game then. Joe Mixon, the last two weeks, Sam Fran, he posted 20 fantasy points. And against Buffalo, he posted 18. Mixon's coming along quite nicely right now. Um, in our rankings here, he's running back 19. So I, th I think it's going to be a Mixon week if, if Chase does not play due to that back. So that's where I'm at with that. Could it be a potential Boyd in DFS lineups, maybe, if Chase doesn't play? A little sneaky cheapy? Yeah. Sneaky cheapy. Or does Irv Smith finally get some shine there, too? Yeah, nice touch on here. I'll take it a step further. I think uh, if you still have trades available, if your uh, trade window hasn't passed yet in your league, I would buy on T. Higgins right now. Honestly, I really would. I think Joe's coming into his own. I think T's coming into his own. And 
yeah, I don't think that that would be a bad purchase. If you need help at that position, I think he could round that out for you the rest of the year. And you could probably find some frustrated fantasy owners that did not get what they drafted him for. Like I, you probably draft T Higgins higher than you wanted. If this is all you got out of them. So I think you could capitalize on somebody being frustrated. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a claim in right now. I'm going to make a trade right now. <laughs> Hit Jeff up if he has him. <laughs> but anyways, I'm going to throw Teak for a loop. Teak onto running backs. Why don't you get us started? Sure. I'm going to, cause I'll be bitching about these guys every Sunday. <laughs> I got Bijan for the love of God. Can we give him the ball in the red zone? So I got Bijan. This is the make or break week for me for Bijan before he gets dropped completely out of spite for Arthur Smith. He doesn't have a huge week. It can only be one of two things. Arthur Smith has no idea what he's doing. That's the one I'm going with. And number two, something's wrong with Bijan then that we don't know about. Stemming from that week where he had one rush. He didn't look like himself. He looked shaken up like it could be a concussion. I don't know. Maybe he has – he gets hit hard when he carries the ball. I don't know if you guys notice. He's not a big back either. So it could be something like that. So it's one or two things. I'm voting that Arthur Smith has no clue what he's doing. But on average, this defense gives up 100 yards a game to running backs. I, this couldn't be a better time. And we might see fucking Algier. So maybe some Cordell Patterson. Sorry. Yeah. No, hey. <laughs> I wanted the Falcons fan to go first because my start of the week is also Bijan. Um, Teague touched on a lot of the points that I'm going to mention. Um, one, we know Arthur Smith does not give a rat's ass about our fantasy team. He made that clear multiple times. But Arthur, you better. You better. Anyways, um, AZ's defense has been giving up 20 points to opposing running backs. If it's time for Bijan, the time is now. And Teak, if you drop him, please, if it's in my league, will you drop? Will you check the waiver claim? Make sure I'm up. I got number one before you drop him. Of course. I'll save my claim. Wait for that. I think this is a great matchup for Bijan. The cards now, I mean, they had a good run. They played tough. But I think they're in full rebuild mode now. I mean, even with Kyler coming back, um, I expect Bijan to get nice chunk plays here, put up some points, and us Bijan owners can all take a breath and be like, that's why we got you. So, Bainey? Yeah, so for being the son of the owner of FedEx, a shipping company, um, Arthur Smith has not delivered on this draft pick at all. Um I just don't understand. And if you're a fantasy owner that took him in top five, man, thoughts and prayers because you have to be ripping your hair out every single week. Um, boys, I thought we said we were going to go four for four. I thought each of us said four for four. I don't, I, I, I don't know I what we're doing. I think this is the week, though. I think it's the <sighs> you week. You thought it was I mean, week one through nine were supposed to be the weeks. Should have been. Okay, but hold, hold the phone on Bichon that one. is too talented. I mean, the guy's I cannot – stand his usage. I can't stand the play calling. I'm not even a Falcons fan and I'm frustrated about it. Oh, you could have Matt Canada. So the yeah, first I mean, the first four weeks were good. You had 20, <laughs> 21, Detroit you had 10, then he came back to Jacksonville almost had 19. Hey, first step is denial. I'm just saying. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just, it, the proof I'm just is giving you a hard time. I 
have said it several times. I have a future on the Falcons. Their success goes as Bijan goes. I hope he smashes this week. Well, I root for the boys. You're, you're, I just kind of ball bust a little you're, bit. You're, your future is done. Your future is done. They wasted. <laughs> they wasted a year, a, a free year division title, for what? For for what? This is the easiest division they could have won this year, and they're like, "Nah, Art, go ahead, throw to Janu and give Cordell Patterson, who God knows why he's on the team still." It's the Joker role, man. They gave yeah. Him- position his his best position was putting on fucking joker cleats and dressing up as a joker on halloween he got a fourth and third the other day oh. I, I love cordell patterson it's just you just don't draft these guys just to be eye candy and that's basically what he said in a press conference that Bijan does so much takes so much away from other players that that's why he doesn't get the ball well, how about he should get the ball because you drafted him so fucking high, drafted Pitts so high, and then you drafted London. Like, we could how does have it a- feel to have generational talent at three positions and not use a single that's one? A top, that's a, be a top <laughs> offense right there. But I'm it's, not giving up. I, I think the future is still intact. I think you guys win that division. Maybe he's slow playing it. I don't so, know. I, yeah, I think you win yeah, the division. Slow playing I think you I might go bet I'm that just future going right now. Through these. I'm just going I, through these. Right I'm now. gonna, I'm gonna stick with it, Bainey. Your future's gonna hit. So oh, I mean, the Saints. Oh. I think Saints are gonna lose this week. So here's a little update for you, Bainey. Just putting a trade in for Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, let's let's move forward. Let's get you out of this. I am starting somebody who we at the beginning of the year were very high on, very low on midway through the season. Now we're getting back where we should be. I'm starting Ramondre Stevenson this week. Um, I think the injuries have finally subsided. I don't know if they just finally realized that there's nobody else left on the team to utilize, but I like what I see these past couple weeks. Um, like we said, with the injuries to wide receiver, Bourne's out for the year. Parker's irrelevant. Juju Smith-Schuster's irrelevant. Um, Demario Douglas had a nice little week last week, uh, but Ramondre Stevenson finally getting that pass game work. The rushing is starting to come up. Um, and, yeah, I just think uh, overseas games are gross, man. And this game against the Colts can be no different. I think it's going to be a, just a low-scoring grinder of a Belichick game. And that, to me, just says that Stevenson is probably going to see a lot of touches this week. So it's a smart play. Colts defense not that great. So Stevenson, I think he's a safe start this week for sure. Ramondre, I like it. So as I said in the Money Badger, I took I took uh, the Patriots plus two. So I think Ramondre is going to be a big part of that. Um, I like it. They're finally starting to get him rolling. So I think they realize you need to get him rolling if you're going to win games. They, they, they're in a much-needed win. So, I mean, yeah, love the start. I will be starting him in DFS lineup as well. Fandle, come on, let's go. I'm going to pass it to my boy Teak, let him go on. Benny. I I'm a big fan of Ramondre Stevenson. I thought he could have been a top five back. I think he still has a chance to be a top five back. Um, he's sitting right now at running back 17, and his work in the receiving is awesome. Really, he's getting targeted on average almost six times. So keep the usage up, keep the fantasy owners happy, and rock on with Ramondre. What you just said is sneaky makes a lot of sense as far as him finishing end of the year that high because 
I mean, we saw with uh, with Camara already. He missed the first three games. They peppered him with target. Now he's a top three fantasy running back this year already. Ramondre could have the same upside moving forward. There's nobody else there to catch the ball. They need to get Ramondre going, especially oh. for Whack Jones. I Big mean, Daddy Mac Zeke's Jones, there. Sorry. Big Daddy Zeke's there. <laughs> Feed him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Oh, yeah, Badge had Bijan. Badge. Bijan. Quarterback. 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 Boys, Teak threw me for a loopy-doopy here. I feel like a flip-flopper saying this guy. I'm saying him again. I'm making it easy for our editor, chief and editor here, my boy Teak, our boy Teak. We appreciate everything he does. So I, I feel like the past four weeks I mentioned this guy, whether it's start, sit, start, sit. This week I am starting Geno Smith against the Commanders. So yeah. I mentioned I mentioned I'm a flip flopper. Last week I sat him. Last week it hit. This week I'm starting him. You got Washington traveling to Seattle um, to the West Coast. I mean, this matchup is great. I mean, the key defense. Uh, sorry, Commanders lost all those key defense players. Chase, Sweat. I mean, they're giving up 25 points to opposing uh, quarterbacks here. So I love Seattle back at home, especially with that embarrassing loss in Baltimore. I'm starting Geno Smith this week. Sorry, Geno. I, I keep flip-flopping on you. This week, I believe, and hopefully Bainey below me believes as well. I'm going to pass it to him. Yeah, I think we talked about it enough on your DK start. I think Gino could possibly go for 300-plus in this game. As long as he takes care of the ball, I think he will have a crazy fantasy valuable week this week. Um, turnovers are just kind of his thing sometimes, but I can't see a situation where he doesn't smash this week. Like you said, they fire-sailed that defensive line, and they didn't add any pieces. They just got picks, so I think uh, – yeah, I think he's going to be able to exploit and take advantage this week. He has to stop turning over the football. That's his main thing. He has seven picks. Like, he limits that down. He should be solid. This should be a big week for him. But as we all know, what things should be never are in the NFL for some odd reason. Makes absolutely no sense. <sighs> But it yeah, should he, be a start. He should get more opportunities, too. I mean, Sam Howell has nine picks in nine games. This guy makes mistakes. I know he shows flashes of gunslinging. I think he's Gino's going to get some more opportunities. So and I, get, I, guess I'm, yeah, I guess I'm just so torn because <laughs> we were talking about, you know, trading for T. Higgins, and I'm, I'm currently trying to ship Kenneth Walker for T. Higgins. And – I'm getting get mad because it's going to be a Kenneth Walker week. So that's what I'm thinking in my head now that we're talking about Gino. And Gino will do watch. He'll do nothing. It'll be Walker all over again. And then I'm just going to be it, – it's my luck. Well, we've been, we've been pretty spot on with Gino in the podcast. So I, I'm, I'm confident in this. I mean, we, we start him at the right time. We sit him at the right time. Yeah, as long as he throws the locket this week so I can go four for four, we'll be solid. Uh, I'm putting a lineup. You called your shot, baby. <laughs> Babe Ruth calling a shot. Teak. <laughs> so, but, everyone you say, I'm putting. But QB, Beanie. Yeah. Um, just got to go for it, man. I'm I'm starting Kyler. 
been sitting on the IR, ready to go. I think he's eager. He's ready. I think it was smart for them not to play him against the Browns last week. And we saw what Dobbs did. We saw it. In real time, we saw it. Dobbs, multiple touchdowns, fresh off, just showing up. Didn't even know who anybody was. Didn't know the snap count. Didn't know the plays. Nothing. Was able to take part that defense. Makes me very concerned. I think Kyler is maybe not going to throw for a ton of yards, but I think he's going to run for a ton. And that's worth more than passing anyway. Possibly a rushing touchdown. Also worth more than a passing touchdown. I think Kyler is going to show out. We're talking T. Higgins playing for, you know, possibly his audition for other teams. I'm not convinced Kyler is going to be back on the Cardinals next year. I think he has put some good tape out in they're probably going to move him on draft day or at least up close to it. So that's what I, I'm calling my shot. Kyler's going to put some tape out the rest of the year. I don't think the Cardinals are going to win games necessarily, but I think he's going to have some good fantasy weeks moving forward. Bainey, the, the boldness of this start. I like the boldness. Um, to me, I think Kyler Murray could have been ready to play. But why are you going to start them against the Ravens and the Browns? So that makes sense. Two top defenses. So I think he, the health, I think the health is there. That's a bold start with his first game back. The only thing that worries me is a little rust. But now's now's the time to start him. I mean, you can't start him against the Ravens or the Browns. I mean, if the guy's healthy and he's practicing, hopefully the rust is not there. But that's my only concern. So I like the boldness. So I'll let Teak take it. All right, we're done bashing. We're sticking up for the boys this time around. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you why you're not going to start Kyler Murray. Okay? Got rust on him. It's not like he's participating in live-action drills or anything where it's game-worthy. He's coming back, yes, Dobbs, Levis, whatever. Guys, they said, guys, we're not prepared for it. We're not good against it. Well, Kyler has tape out there, even though he hasn't played this season. And just to go off, there's a secret defender you guys don't even didn't even mention that is going to prohibit Kyler from putting out and producing. I don't know if you guys know this. In three days, the new Call of Duty comes out. That's oh, our 12th yeah. man right there. <laughs> so if, if you're not getting on board with that, I don't know where you're going. If you like, like narratives, that's the biggest narrative of all. You're hearing it here first. Kyler is going to get shut down due to the new Modern Warfare 3. Kyler, if you're listening, drop your gamer tag. We'll play with you. I, mean, I, 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 I would love to play with you. So drop your gamer tag, Kyler, and let's squad up. I mean, we're we're decent. But... I, listen, listen, Kyler, we squad up. Listen, come to Atlanta after that, you know, free agency or trade, whatever. I don't know if he is. I don't know, I don't know what I'm saying. But they're going to trade for Kyler because we need a QB. You're going to look at all the weapons. Art's going to be gone. I'm, I'm predicting the future. Art's going to be gone once you get, once you beat us. And everything's going to be good in the world. You'll get a trophy in Atlanta. I, that's my prediction. You need a cue. Shots all night. So, but this week, I, I got to stay, stick up for some part of the Falcons at some point. Can't just let you hove me over here. <laughs> I mean, Heineke? So... Badged, go, go. Are you, no, you I, and Gino? You and Gino. Gino Smith, you're up, buddy. Is it Heineken? You guys got me. You guys, no, you guys got me going today. 
So I think you got yourself oh, wow. going when you brought Bijan into this. You just I think you got him going. Don't, no, don't even, don't, don't even, don't even start that because you you messaged me about Bijan. You, you tagged me on Twitter about Bijan. <laughs> so for QB, I got Jared Goff this week. This defense is terrible to begin with. Then they trade J.C. Jackson for nothing. This offense has been clicking recently, and in my eyes will be a shootout for Week Ten. Uh, QBs are averaging around like 320 yards and almost two Ds a game versus defense. Uh, equals around 24 fantasy points per game for the QB against the defense. So I think that's huge. Jameer Gibbs is finally thinking. They're finally using him. How Bijan should be used. And Jameer Gibbs is going to be probably that fantasy winner here coming up. I like it. I'm going to like it even more if you use the Willy Wonka Halloween costume that he dressed up as for his uh, player card graphic that you put up. Just saying. Um, his Willy Wonka? Goff. Did he? I didn't yeah, see that one. It's fire. It's it's a fire little bit there. Um, but, yeah, dude, I love, I love Jared Goff. We talked about him at the beginning of the year when we were doing these pods, predicting and calling out who we kind of liked, who we didn't like. I think Goff and that offense are just really nice, and I enjoy watching them play. I think it's their division for the taking, and, yeah, I think this is a smash start. I think their buys out of the way too. So, I mean, if you're struggling at QB and you're able to get him, I think you're you're sitting happy the rest of the year. So. Yeah, Teak, I love it. I was bouncing back between him and Gino. Bandy, you mentioned Willy Wonka. I'm I'm going to the factory. I'm gonna eat a gobstopper. I'm gonna drink the double bubble burpa cola and float to the sky. So I think Jesus. Goff has a big game. I think I actually took in the last episode you guys saw it. I took the Lions minus one and a half. I think Goff's gonna have a big game. He went to college over there. I think it's gonna be more of a home game for these Lions. He's gonna blow up this week. Coming off a bye, they get Montgomery back. That's going to take some pressure off the pass game. He's going to light it up. So, like I said, I bounced back and forth between him and Gino. Love the start. Love Goff. Starting Goff in some lineups this week, boys. So, I got a, I got a little question for you guys. If both are healthy, I had, a, I had an argument about this before the season started. Who would be? Who is the better quarterback for the Lions? Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford? Hmm. It's so hard because Stafford didn't have this, like, staff. And outside of the Megatron years, he didn't have weapons. So switch them. Would Goff just put up the numbers Stafford did with his with his uh, team around him? And would Stafford put up numbers with this team? I think Stafford on this Lions team, fully healthy, would be awesome. I do. I think it would be. Goff is interesting because Goff went to the Super Bowl with the Rams without really having too many bits and pieces there. But I think I'm going to draw a line in the sand. I like prime Stafford on this specific Lions team, I think, would be my pick. Yeah, that's a – are we talking fantasy-wise? I think it's very fantasy made up land. So. Yeah. I mean, Stafford always. I'm talking both, baby. I'm talking, can he take this Lions defense to the promised land? Can he take the pride to the Super Bowl? 
Yeah, I mean, healthy Stafford with this team, yeah, I think he could definitely produce. Um, Goff has done a great job, in my opinion. I mean, I felt bad for the guy when they just dumped him over to Detroit in that situation, but the guy sees the opportunity, and I and I, I love that about Goff right now. But, yeah, Stafford healthy, I think he's the in their prime. I think you got to take Stafford. But right uh, now check, it's all I'm, Goff. I'm, I'm checking you. Well, I'm checking you on that. I'm well, taking – I'm taking Staff- Staff- if he's healthy this year. I'm taking Stafford this year. Did you know who Tutu Atwell was before the season started? No, you fucking didn't. Did you know who Puka Nakua was before the season? No, you fucking didn't. Stafford makes wide receivers, dude. He does. Yeah, he does. I don't disagree. Excuse my language. <laughs> See, we talk about the Falcons, we get them all fired up. Don't talk about the Steelers because we have two people. It's been balls. a long. It's been a long. <laughs> at least you have a winning record. It's been a long night. I don't know weeks. how. I don't know how, Bandy. Do you know how? Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> and there, David Montgomery should be coming back. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great start this week, but. That wraps up our starts for the week. I'm telling you right now, I'm going four for four. Probably not. But hey, we're rooting for it though. <laughs> you called your shot. I'm doing it. I'm taking it. Leave it in the comments. Leave it. Hashtag four for four. Four for Leave four. it in the comments. Jump the for your boys. But um please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It is totally free. 60% of you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel. I don't know how many times I got to tell you. It's free. We're not charging a dime. Should we? This is great content. I think we should, boys, but we don't because we're nice guys. Hit that subscribe button. Yeah. It's all, it's all love here. Hit Discord hit, access too. Hit the notification bell. We post. There would be three episodes a week. Shorts roll in two during the week as well. The boys been slacking on the shorts, but I'm gonna get him to get some do some more shorts here. Our other TikToks, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we are everywhere. Pretty soon there's gonna be billboards. I'm telling you, the stock is hot, the block is hot, and we can't wait for you guys to tune in to the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Let Them Know Fantasy Football Podcast. Join our community and follow us on all socials or keep up with the episodes on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. I'm already in basketball mode. <laughs>